0: Welcome to the Heart of the Father podcast. We're glad you're here and able to listen in. We're praying the Lord will speak to your heart through this message and that you be transformed more and more into the image of Christ.
1: So this morning we have with us uh, Marilyn and Andrea from Options for Women. And we're going to kind of just do like a Q&A kind of panel with them. We're going to ask some questions and just kind of let them share and uh, just kind of have a big family discussion. You guys okay with that? Yeah. Uh, let's do it. So, can we give it up for Marilyn and Andrea? All right. So, let me grab your mic here. As a church, we believe. Our God is for life, but more than that, as a church, we want to be involved, right? Or do we just want to love with word, or do we want to love with deed as well, right? So a couple things that we do as a church, I just want to put this out there. If you're thinking, well, what do you guys actually do as a church? It's easy to say you're pro-life and for-life. Well, tell me, what do you do? Well, there's a couple things we do. We do a diaper drop for families who are having babies, right? That is our affirmation to say we celebrate you. We're grateful that you're having a child. What we're not saying is, oh, God, this is a burden from the Lord. Oh, good. None of that. We want to support and be a blessing, so we do diaper drops. Um, We do meal trains for these families. We talk about healthy marriages. Right? We talk about disciplining children. We've talked about parenting. These are our ways of communicating and creating a culture where we celebrate and we love life. Um, We support those who are going after adoption. You know, Dustin and Casey Whitney. Um, I think it's this week they're actually flying to Colorado to adopt their fourth child, Noah. And there are others of you in this body who have adopted and who are going after that. And so we, we love that. We support that. We want to be a part of that. And then another way we support life is through options for women. Um, We support them through prayer, we want to support financially, but also if you did not know, so in their pregnancy uh, center, if someone comes in and they are looking for a church, and looking for a body of people to connect with. We're on their list that they could come to. It's not mandatory. We, they don't force people to go to church or whatnot, but we're available. And so we have some women in here who are, are ready for to receive phone calls so that we can help these women who are pregnant and maybe just don't know what to do with life and all those things. So I wanted to put that out there so that as a church we can just be, be aware and uh, think about how we are actually helping um, with deeds, not just with our words. Amen. So Marilyn Andrea, thank you guys for coming. Thank, you.
2: thank all of you for inviting us. Yes it's a pleasure. Uh, yeah,
1: I wanted to share so my wife and I with I, you guys may have saw me walk cadence over to Maryland so uh, before as we were doing worship, but um, we were pregnant with cadence, and we actually went to options for women and u- utilized their services where they do um, free ultrasounds and all of those things so. we've always had a really good experience with you guys, so thank you for that. And then also, I wanted to put that picture on the screen. So we had a bunch of um, pastors come together on the property on South Florida, and we were just, Maryland had a couple of prayer uh, items, and so we spent that morning praying together. You can kind of see, it might be a little too too glossy for you a little bit, but that morning it was super foggy, and it was really cloudy. And then as we begin to pray, I, I kind of, t- you know, took a step back, took a picture, didn't think much of it, and then I looked at it again, and I realized, wow, like, the sun is kind of breaking through, like, just on that little spot where we were praying. So, it was really cool, but anyway, so I just wanted to give, I want to give you guys just a few minutes to intro yourself, who, who are you, where you're from, um, part of your, your journey in the Lord, and, and share that with us.
2: Okay, so I'm Marilyn Paul. Um so grateful to be able to be the director at options for women wasn't in my head at all uh it came from a phone call from nowhere and i just can't say thank you enough to the lord for that phone call and the way that that worked out oh my goodness my heart has changed totally i never really saw so much brokenness and it's easy when you're raised in a church as I was to do the Christian things. And then I was able to see there's another side. I'm gonna share real quickly though, something that I don't think most of you maybe know, but this, um, it, this building is where we raised our children. Our uh, baby girl was baptized here at 10 years old, 32 years ago. Our kids left for college here with all the tears and everything. But um, I worked actually uh, in the political realm. That was kind of my first thing about working with political people that were politicians that were pro-life. So I uh, ran the campaign for Jeb Bush when he was becoming governor. So in 1998, I believe it was, when he made his last stop, was making the last stops through the weekend. Uh, Tuesday was election day, so Sunday afternoon, his whole busload of everyone came here and uh, we walked the neighborhood uh, with our soon to be governor a couple of days later. Um, then we had this building, there was actually a road, I don't know if you know this, but Is it Strickland Road over there? Uh, Sylvester. Sylvester, Okay, there was another road that actually kind of came right through this building. And when we were here, we didn't like the road because we had the building here. And then the kids all had to cross the street for the youth group and everything. So we prayed and we prayed and we prayed. And you know how hard it is sometimes. They say you can't fight City Hall, but City Hall, but God won. And we were able to close off that street and build this building. My husband's in construction, so he was here a lot working on this building. It was pretty cool. Uh, and our first, um, actually our first uh, meeting here, I don't know if some of you remember the Christian Coalition voting, voting guides that we had for many, many years that helped Christians, actually, because they'd ask the questions like, how do you feel about life and things. But so Ralph Reed, who was over all of that, it was here. This room was packed with community. So... I just thought it might be kind of interesting for you all to hear a little bit about this building, Uh, but it means a lot to me. We had a lot of great memories here, and when I got into uh, Options for Women, met with um, Heart of the Father, and I got to come back here. It just made my heart so happy, so thank you.
1: Andrea, what's up, girl? Go ahead.
0: (laughs) All right. So Marilyn was raised in the church. I wasn't. I am an ex-atheist. I come from Spain, from a very atheist and pro-abortion home. And I always had doubts. You know, um, evolution doesn't make any sense from a scientific perspective. And I was that kind of kid, always questioning everything. And um, the big bang doesn't make any sense because nothing cannot create something. So I was a pain and everybody's behind, you know, asking questions. And my parents couldn't answer the question because they didn't have the answer. Um, But throughout my life, God always put that curiosity in me. And I look back and I can see how he always had the right people, the right books, to write everything in front of me so I could find him. And it turns out he was always searching for me, like always pulling me towards him. And I can see that. Um, So a lot of key things happened in my life for that to happen. I was always pro-life in a pro-abortion home, which is crazy and that's due to embryology, just science. So you don't have to be a Christian to be pro-life. But if you're a Christian, you must be pro-life, as they said before, because God is life. So um, last
1: time Andrea was here, she was preaching, y'all, so you better.
0: (laughs) So um, I met my husband when I was 12 and that was in Miami. So all the way from Spain, we came to Miami and I met him the very next year. And he started talking about God. So I'm like, okay, somebody baby, has answers for me. And that was a little, um, little nuggets of information. And then um, things happened. He had a car accident and he actually died. And I remember going to the hospital. He was in coma and woke up when I got there. It was after visiting hours, but I was a teenager. And I just went right through it and saw my boyfriend at the time. And I got there just in time because he was pulling his IV from his body and it was a mess. And I remember just crying when I went back home. I guess my mom realized that I had been at the hospital. I lied to get there. I was a really hard teenager. Um, But I remember praying that night. I said, God, if you're real, just show me how to make his memory come back. And I had all this plan to show him pictures of us and just, you know, help him. Well, back in the day where pay phones were a thing, the next day was Friday, um, Saturday. I went to a pay phone and I called the hospital and my husband pick up and he was just normal. And he said, you know what, I had a car accident and I said, I was there. He's like, no, you were not. And I described scars to him and he was like, oh my goodness, you were here. And I thought, I think God is real. He heard my prayer I don't. I don't even have to use pictures. So that happened, that was amazing. And then years later, um, or months later, I had a really rocky relationship with my parents as a preteen and teen. That's why I'm very patient with my kids. Um, and I kind of like felt abandoned from them And I remember I used to misbehave so bad. So in high school, I was always in that room, they changed the name of it now, where the bad kids are. So I used to be there a lot. And I was there one day, and the teacher was just watching us. He had this big book, and I love books, always did. So I'm looking at the book, I'm like, okay. But all you had to do there was be quiet. So I was quiet. And he calls me, and I said, what? I'm quiet, what's your problem? And he said, no, 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 come here. And I was just thinking in my head, why is it that my parents stopped loving me? Like, am I that bad? And it was just a thought in my head. And I remember he called me up, and he said, I just want you to read that. And it was the verse that says, even if your father and your mother abandon you, I will pick you up. And I read, and I wanted to cry, and this guy knew I wanted to cry, And he said you may go to the bathroom now so i went and i cried and i said god you're real so that happened and then my mom became sick after her last abortion she had a lot of abortions and after her last abortion she became sick and i guess in her logic she said we have to go back to spain um she had a lot of bleeding and she thought, well, healthcare is free for me there, so let me go back. And they found cancer in her uterus when we got there. And my boyfriend kept calling me. Just think about, we have so much technology now. I didn't get to see him, no video calls. It was phone cards that you had to buy. And he used to call me every other day and just told me, pray and read the Bible. And I was an atheist, so I said, okay. And I opened the Bible, and I only got to where the serpent is tempting Eve. And I said, this is so boring. You know, I don't know why he keeps telling me to read the Bible. But I did pray. And the funny thing is I prayed even with my curse words that I used to have. And that's the beautiful thing about God. He knows where you are, and he takes you that way. But he doesn't leave you that way. And... Um, Throughout my mom's sickness, when she was about to die and stuff like that, I had a lot of supernatural experiences with God. And I was always afraid of spiritual stuff, whether good or bad. I didn't want anything to do with it. Just give me logic, something I can touch. I don't want nothing spiritual. But a lot of spiritual things happened throughout my mom's sickness, one of them being the night before she was getting ready to pass. I had a vision and I saw her going through every room, and I knew in my heart that she was saying goodbye. So I said, Okay, I'm a little afraid. Like, why am I thinking this? But I said, That's my mom. I'm not going to be afraid of her. So I went to the room where she was at, and I slept right next to her. And days before that, when she was still conscious, I had apologized to her because I was such a bad teenager. And I told her, But you know, The reason why I was this way, it was because I saw my friends and how they had a good relationship with their mom, and all I wanted was that. And she looked at me when she was still conscious and said, are you done? That was really cheesy. And I said, oh my goodness, this lady, she's dying, and she said that to me. Um, But that day, when she's about to die, I go and I sleep right next to her, and it was 9.03 in the morning, didn't sleep that well, but I felt something pulling me from the bed. And my mom had been laying down, her eyes just lost for at least a week. And I look at my mom and she was just sitting up in the bed. And she looked at me, I went to her and I just hugged her and I said, mom. And she looked at me and she just breathed and died in my arms. Um, I was 17 at the time, she was 38. Abortion is horrible it hurts, it still hurts. That was after her abortion. Um, And after that, I, I told my dad, I need to go back to the States. I was 17, my father was vulnerable, so he allowed me to come at 17. I had already worked, even though in Spain at that time you had to be 18 to work. I made a way to work and save money because that was my plan, I had to come back to the States. And I did, and I moved in with my boyfriend, who is now my husband. And married couples know everything's beautiful until you start living together, right? Then you start bumping heads and different cultures. um, It was just a mess. So he had an idea to take this atheist girl to church. And I said, okay, why church? So we went to church. It was a small church in, I remember, some part of Miami, probably Hialeah some part of Miami and part of his family from his dad's side was there and I remember um, the worship I'm from Spain from Barcelona so art is big in my heart and the worship was just beautiful and it was bilingual and I was like oh my goodness this is good but this is what you will see no emotion because everybody had emotions I didn't want to show anything but there was this song I know you guys know it, it opened the eyes of my heart and I remember thinking, that's my favorite song, I love that song. Um, One Sunday when we were getting ready for church, um, I actually wanted to go to church this Sunday. And in my head, again, I thought, I really hope that they play my song. It was my song. And we got there late, like always, we used to be late for everything. And we got in through the wrong door, which was like the main door they use for weddings instead of the side door. So we opened that door, and guess what song started playing? And I just remember not seeing anyone, and the whole atmosphere changed. It was like I was walking in clouds. And I got to my seat, I don't know how, because I was like floating, kind of. And I started crying, singing that song. But I was happy. I was happier than ever, crying. And I'm thinking, what is wrong with me? And my wise husband, he ignored me, just let me have my moment with God. And at that moment, I knew that God is real. And that's how I became mm-hmm. a Christian. From there, it was just, you know, step by step, because God is patient, and He takes us through a journey. And it's been a lot of years. My, my oldest is almost 19, so like 20 years ago. Oh, wow. That's how I became yeah. a Christian.
1: Well, and so did you... When did you, like, realize God was calling you to help? You know, options for women? Were you like, I'm a pro-lifer, I'm gonna go and just save babies? Was that, you know, once you got saved, was that always there? Or God kinda led you into it? Share that.
0: I think that for the majority of people, majority of Christians, we're all pro-life, but it's such an intimidating um, mission, and we don't know what to do, so we just um, rely on praying about it. So that's what I did. And I remember I went to a Christian um, um, event for women in Indianapolis, and there was a huge warehouse, like three times this size, full of books. I told you I love books. So I just bought so many books, and I'm like, okay, you need to stop, no more self-control, no more books. And I'm walking with the bunch of books that I bought, and this lady just looked at me, and she calls me, and I said, no, 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 I don't wanna talk to you, I'm not getting any more books. And she said, come, come, come. And I went to her and she said, the Lord wants me to give you something. And I said, is it a book? She said, yeah. And I said, is it free? Okay, I'll take it, because it's from the Lord. And I took that book and that was the book that talked about pro-life issues. And I remember coming back home and just reading the book and it talked about, you know, pro-life and how we have to stand for life. And I remember putting the book down and praying. And I said, Lord, so many years I've been against abortion. And I've been praying, but do you want me to do anything else? And I finished my prayer, amen, opened the book, and it said, if you want to do something about this, contact your local pregnancy help clinic, go through this website. And I'm like, okay. So I did. And I called somewhere and. It was, okay, we'll give you a call back, your phone number, blah, blah, blah. So I prayed again, and I said, Lord, you know that I'm not easy. I'm very passionate. Um, So I want you to lead me right to the place that is the right place for me, and I'm the right fit for them. Somebody that, I don't know, just, they're praying for somebody like me. Maybe they need someone bilingual. Maybe they need somebody that, you know, is not scared of, Certain things just lead me to the right place. So I called options for women and beautiful Shara at the moment. She was our receptionist and it was not a normal call. She picks up and I said, So I'm reading this book and da 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 and she's like, Oh my goodness, we're praying for somebody like you. I start crying. Poor receptionist, she has to be ready to answer any call, right? And I'm there crying with her, just rejoicing. She's like, I'm going to transfer you to our director. And that's how I started talking to Marilyn. And she scheduled me for a tour, made me wait two weeks for it. (laughs) And I I told her, you're going to make me wait two weeks. So I studied options for women up and down. And I asked her, how can I pray um, before the tour? And that's what I did, and so when I came to my tour, I gave myself my own tour, remember that? (laughs) And I told her, you know, um, whatever is needed, whatever is needed, I'm here to serve, and it turns out that God had the job that I asked for many years back. When I was home with my kids, my toddler, my baby, and moms can relate to this the walls are coming down on you you're like oh my goodness all I do is change diapers and watch VeggieTales I need a life but guess what God showed me that that is the best life as a mom those years with my boys were such a powerful time with my kids they are now men of God all of them Um, my youngest is 12 but um, they serve God they love God um, so, mothers, don't underestimate your time with your kids at home. It's a powerful, powerful work. And I remember praying to the Lord, okay, you want me to stay here and be a mom, but if you ever have a job for me where I can be an awesome wife and an awesome mom and still work, I'm open to it. So, years went by, and when I went to do my fingerprinting and all that, um, Marilyn informed me, you're not going to be a a volunteer. We're actually hiring you. And I said, no, 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 no. I'm not looking for a job because my little one was still small. He was in kindergarten. And I said, I'm the one that takes them to school. I pick them up. I do homework. You know, I'm there with them. And I loved her answer. She said, that's why we're hiring you, because you are a biblical model of what a woman should be. And I started crying. I went to my fingerprinting. When I cry, I get really red so I can't hide it?" And the lady looked at me like, she panicked, and I said, this is good tears, everything's good. And I explained to her, and now she's telling me all her problems, so I ministered to her, and then I did my fingerprinting. It was amazing. So God had answered that prayer, and He told me on my way to get my fingerprints that He answered my prayer for many years ago. That's how I got to Options for Women.
1: Wow. Now let's clarify, were you still cussing when you were praying? No. No, okay, okay. No, I stopped
0: cursing uh, pretty quick. <laughs> I remember I, know, I knew that it was bad in my, my baby steps as a Christian, and I told God, Lord, please, every time I'm going to curse, just make me bite my tongue. It was painful because I bit my tongue quite a lot, but I stopped. I wanted to honor him, so I stopped cursing pretty quick.
1: Just That's interesting. Dave had mentioned that up here. I don't know if someone the Lord is speaking to this morning about cursing. Just going to throw it out there. Just going to throw it out there. So, um, options for women. So, Marilyn, can you tell us what services do you guys provide over there? Or were you
2: going to do this? For, well, it's, or okay. Did, it's okay. No, okay. we were like, Go for no, it. It. it's good. <laughs> it's good. Okay. So, yes, we. Um, We're actually in a, there's a lot of uh, pregnancy help centers and clinics. Um, Many of them do a lot of services afterwards too. We did some research and study and realized that if you're going to reach out mostly to the abortion-minded, vulnerable, and determined, they don't want to hear about diapers when they walk in. They don't want to hear about church. They don't want to hear about anything. They are there to abort that baby. So we realized then that we took on a program that we use, a tool, that we focus first and foremost on the medical part of it. That has allowed us to bring in abortion-minded, vulnerable, and determined um, we're well over 85, close to 90% of that client, that, those that come in. We're always happy when we have a Brandon come once in a while because it brings like joy to us. And somebody's like, we want to have this baby. But really what we're... I, I'll
1: tell you, when I came in, y'all straight preached the gospel to my wife and I. Y'all were like, are you saved? And like, I was like, come on. Well,
2: I hope you do. Y'all was pressing to
1: my salvation. No, I was like, no. Yeah. Yeah, yes, gotta we make do. Sure. I, I love that. Uh,
2: so, um, so we're grateful for that. We're also grateful on the other high hand that we are very connected to a community that provides those after Babel, baby um, things that they need we have amazing amazing ministries in our community that i can't even tell you i mean phone call and they're there to help and and some of the programs and things like that so we focus on that we're very grateful and i i believe that's why god allowed us to have that property right next door to the abortion clinic because we were already focused in on that program that, re- that reaches especially that. Uh, we also do STD testing for male and female, um, aside from the pregnancy test and things, and we, the reason for that is we also saw a study that said that if you catch them then with that lifestyle, obviously many times they will become pregnant. Instead of going to the abortion clinic, they're coming to us because they already have that relationship. Not only that, we're so blessed to be able to go into the colleges, and we even have colleges here that will call us because they hand out cards when we're not there, and they'll call us and say, uh, bring us more cards. We need them. So we're able to, who, you know, compare us to the health department, What do we are able to say abstinence is the very best way to start. They're not gonna hear that from the health department. They're not gonna hear that from the world. So it gives us a chance to, to communicate that. We educate with that. We have a PowerPoint that, oh my goodness, is just so um, educational for them to see. We do that. Um, we do a women's wellness checkup. And that is for women that uh, don't have, um, they don't qualify for Medicaid and they cannot afford insurance and it's about 30 35 percent of our population so they can come in they meet with us and then we make an appointment for them to go get a wellness checkup free it's amazing because this has actually interacted with our community very well it doesn't matter uh, You know, they might have a wonderful job. We had one, had a great job in Disney, but the insurance was so costly there. So for her to be able to, she was, tears were running down her face that she could come in and get that service. It also helps our community to understand that yes, we do care about women too. We're not just sitting on them and telling them they have to have the baby is what they're trying to tell us. We have that. We have Andrea teaching the CARE program that CARE means? Conversations about relationships and education. And I call it the sexual integrity class. (laughs) Um, And I call her the sex lady. Because she teaches that well, uh, within our community, from the farm workers, um, wives to the uh, lighthouse, Parker House ministry. she's been a youth group, lots of different places. We are so grateful to have that program. She carries the brain around, and if you want to know about the brain, just have your youth group have her come in. And uh, then, uh, very important, as you know, many, many, many women have had abortions and we have that healing program. We have girls that work with us. They have gone through an abortion and this is they've been through that program and they're able to share uh, with that. And the healing program is so, it's called Surrendering the Secret. It's so important. So those are the services that we have all. Obviously, we focus first and foremost through a pregnancy help clinic for those girls with the unwanted, unplanned pregnancies, the free uh, ultrasounds. That's where it happens. Nothing like seeing that baby, Mm -hmm. hearing the heartbeat, right? Yep, Yep.
1: So if someone here wants to just receive some of those services, they just give you a call, walk in?
2: Call Options for Women. We're in four locations, or you can walk in. If we can take you at that time, we will, or we'll get you the first available appointment, any of those services. And please tell your friends. We have service cards out on the um, table if you can take some hand them out, especially if you have youth. We want them to know about the STD testing. It's vitally important that they come to somebody like us instead of somebody in the, the world yeah. that is not going to have that message.
1: Yeah. So tell us, what are some of the, the bigger challenges you guys face in, um, in your line of work, and how can we pray for you guys? I'm going to
2: say some from the, um, from the
0: advocate side of it
2: first. Okay.
0: I think the biggest challenge is to remind ourselves that we are not God. We're just working for him. And so sometimes you get a case where you know she's already set on having an abortion. And you have your script and you have everything. You have the tools. You have the ultrasound. And sometimes you feel like just grabbing her and tying her down in the ultrasound room and forcing her to see we cannot do that. So you have to um, remind yourself that even Jesus loved those that he knew were going to reject him. I remember the young rich men, and I love the part of the story where it says, and he loved him very much. This is Jesus. This is God. He knew that he was going to choose money over him, yet he loved him very much. And that's the challenge for us to remember to love on them no matter what, and let God do His thing. That's the biggest challenge as an advocate, especially right next to the abortion place, to just focus on God and do His will and see His hand. We see His hand every day. And not to burden ourselves. Whenever they walk away from us, our patients, and um, we have a feeling they're gonna get an abortion, we just go to prayer and give it to the Lord. And I always say this to God, I say, Lord, Even if she chooses abortion, the baby will be absent from the body present with you. So we're going to get to see that baby again. And she can come to you through that because abortion is painful. And we just pray for her so that if she has an abortion, that God will just orchestrate everything in her life so she finds him. And those become the best pro-life advocates. So that's the biggest challenge to just... Focus on God and do His will.
1: Yeah, that's good. <clears throat> so you guys are in the process of building a location right next to the abortion clinic. Um, you shared a little bit with me, Marilyn, in passing about what's going on outside of the abortion clinic and on the side of the road there. Can you share with us what you're seeing, what it's like, and, um, what yeah, what's that like?
2: Okay, well... I'm passionate about this honestly. I'm going to go back actually to start with Roe versus Wade because and then I'll get to that. But I was a young mom with a little toddler when Roe versus Wade happened. And I telling you, I don't know anybody, everyone was in shock. I mean it. We thought within a year or two it would be overturned and that would be it. And it didn't. It was 10 years and 20 years, 30 years. And we kept having glimmers of hope. My glimmer of hope came in the summer when the people of America stormed the Supreme Court and bowed themselves before the God and said, God, please help us as a nation. Please overturn Roe versus Wade. Please be with our judges. The power. I still see the picture of people bowed down. Thousands of people. And I had so much hope because finally we realized we're putting it in your hands, God. We've tried 49 years and we can't do this. But you can. And so... I believe so strongly in that power of prayer. And what we're facing right now, honestly, when we first came, opened our clinic next to the abortion clinic, we had an average of one to three girls walking in. We had a lot of prayers. Heart of the Father was there, Mm -hmm. you had the red tape, praying, 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 it was awesome. I don't know what happened where it became a different scenario, more yelling at the women, signs, and every group you can imagine to where if you go down Florida Avenue and there's abortion going on, I mean, God said he's not the author of confusion, and I'm telling you, you feel that, and I keep saying if I could just see people out there praying, Just pray. Turn it into God's hands. These are His babies. This is His creation. And honestly, when the 40 Days for Life comes along, it's one of our best times because we know we're going to have people out there just praying. But unfortunately, this year, the woman that does that, they have a lot of sickness. And they also, people say, I can't come. It's so confusing there. I don't want people to think that's me. So I would ask this church, if you would please, please pray. If you can come and pray, the abortion times, and it's the times we're there, is 8.30 on Wednesday morning till about 2, and then the afternoons of Thursdays and Fridays. We also know that because of the 24-hour wait that finally happened after going— it was voted on a long time ago but went through the courts— That's a good thing, because they're realizing they have to wait now. So they're having the appointment, and then they're having to come back to pull them in. It's all about money on the other side. Um, They charge $300 for a consultation so that they'll come back and get that abortion. We actually have signs that were made for us free, and one sign says, well, I paid $300. It's free next that options, and the other side says free, ultrasounds, STD. Uh, We also have shirts that were donated by a donor that say, uh, and this was the Students for Life that recommended this, it says community advocate. So if anybody would like during those times, we've got the signs, we've got the shirts. Just to kind of separate, if you wanted to quietly pray and quietly hold the signs, that's something, too, that would be yeah. helpful. But um, you asked me about the building, yeah. right? Or did you? What was your question? I'm yeah, sorry. yeah. Okay. What was
1: going on outside the board? Okay, so...
2: Uh, oh, outside. So yeah. I answered that pretty much. Yeah, okay.
1: yeah. Okay. Yeah, this... So, and you had mentioned um, there's a lot... There's more LGBTQ okay. activists out there. Yes. This kind of...
2: It's a... It's a group that um, they yell over the fence. I mean, I keep thinking about Jesus and the adulterous woman, how he so quietly, you know, and then he said, Who's is, who is without sin, cast the first stone, and everybody walked away. He got the crowds away. And then, you know, what did he say? Neither do I condemn you. Then he was able to say to her, Don't sin anymore. And um, so when you hear these loud voices of you're murderer, you're going to hell and things, we work with these girls, this is what they're hearing at home. So when they're being yelled at, we're seeing they're rushing in to get out of that. So we have that group, then we have the LBGQ that are waving the giant flags. And then, I hate to use the word pro-choice because they're not pro-choice, but the um, pro-abortion group is there in the next crowd. And um, the yellers here, they're blowing loud whistles, megaphones, (sighs) we just want, we would love to have prayer. And when the group from so many came from Heart of the Father, in fact, when we were putting the mobile unit there, everything went really smooth till the last minute getting that electric. And I called Heart of the Father, and it was the most beautiful thing. They came and surrounded our mobile unit that morning. By that afternoon, the electrician and the uh, city met together, and by the next day, we had electric. I believe in the power of prayer to you.
1: That's good. So I, when Marilyn was sharing with me as a church, what we can do is pray, especially on the sidewalk when there's protesting, there's yelling and screaming. Um, I don't know about you, but I take that very seriously. I know that we can be very passionate about these, these very issues and we feel like, no, we need to raise our voice, lift our voice, etc. cetera. I think it's wisdom to take heed to what they're saying, because like, they're the ones who are doing that every day. Like You and I, we get passionate about it every once in a while, or whatever, and we go out there every once in a while. They're there every day, so they see a lot more than us. So I just want to put this out there, I think it would really, be really wise for us to take heed to what they're saying, if we're going to go out there and be a part of this, that we need to continue to make prayer a first priority and uh, make sure we're obeying the Lord and how we go about this. Amen? So you mentioned um, the turning of Roe v. Wade. I remember I was in a bookstore with the kiddos. Bookstore. And um, Allison texted me. Um, this was June 24th of 2022. It was a Friday. And she texted me and, they, and just said, they overturned Roe v. Wade. and.
2: Yes, amen.
1: Yeah, I I just, and the kids are reading a book, and I'm just like, I'm stunned. I was like, this is crazy. Like, wow. And um, I remember it was Friday, and I was supposed to preach that Sunday, and I don't know what I was going to preach about, but I'm like, we can't just, like, not talk about this. And so, we had a couple of ladies, Nadine testified, um, part of her story, and um, she even shared, too, like, after the, the turning of Roe v. Wade, just something about the Lord Um, strengthening the voices of women. It's like a lot of women were silenced, and like spiritually silenced, and something even shifted in her life, and, uh, Cindy came forward, and, and she's been a witness, and sharing her testimony, her story, and I know they've come and visited you guys and whatnot, but tell us what it's like for, you know, in your line of work, what was it like seeing Roe v. Wade overturned?
2: Well. I mean, it was great. I had actually, we were very blessed. Um, there was some concern, obviously, about safety. Um, Grady had called me Thursday afternoon um, and said, I'm sending an FBI detective with all the information. He said, I can't say much more, but we'd already been con- you know, talking, so I knew we were close to something happening. Uh, uh, Chief Garcia was a police chief at the time. Same thing. They said, we're monitoring. We're there, you know, for you. Um, So that was Thursday. So Friday morning, I was not quite, I wasn't too surprised. I was very, very, very elated when it was overturned. I was so excited, but like I said, in our line of work, we celebrated about three minutes and then everything happened. We had a girl we had to call the police, I mean all kinds of things. So we focused, focused, focused on our work and it wasn't until that night and then my phone was blowing up and I thought people think I'm not even celebrating, but I can't answer my <laughs> text, but so, so, so excited. I, There was something within me that i kept praying god please 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 i never want to see a birthday party that's celebrating the death of babies of a 50 year and i it's so crazy because our vice president is coming to tallahassee to celebrate no there is no 50 year birthday party it's over and there's no celebrating for 50 years so that was so exciting but you know what until abortion's gone Yes, there's more to do it, unfortunately, because we only have the 15-week bill here in Florida. We are considered an abortion destination. Of all the things that we do well in Florida, does that not break your heart? That people are coming here from other states? So we're busy, and we're thankful. Okay,
1: wait, rewind. Uh Uh-huh. Say that again for us.
2: Okay, so the Florida legislation... Passed a bill that would they didn't do the fit the heartbeat. They did 15 weeks It just actually backed it up from I think it was 22 weeks to 15 There's a lot and this is another big prayer because our uh, Florida um, Supreme Court We have a very conservative court right now, but they have continued to uh, keep this I think it's called the right to life which they're saying has to do with the, the women making a choice for abortion. If that over, overturns in Florida, which I know they're going to bring something, they're working on it, I know that. If that overturns, then the legislation will definitely move into, they better, because they're all there, most of the majority say they're there pro-life. It needs to go to at least the heartbeat. Yeah. So that's what we can pray is over the uh, Florida uh, Supreme Court as they're looking at that uh, the legislation that passed that so many times they keep saying it means that we can have abortion in our state. If they overrule that, it will change everything. Okay, mm-hmm.
1: so it's a step in the right direction, but we're not done yet.
2: Absolutely not done because that 15 week, we've, we've, got, we've got states surrounding us, that they are at heartbeat or they are at um, no abortions at all. We're actually, there was an article actually in the ledger, I don't get it, but somebody gave it to me, and they are actually coming to Lakeland, Lakeland, Florida. Um, So we need to pray over that. But it makes my heart hurt that we became a sanctuary. Um, I mean, we became a um, a abortion destination. We do have some of our city commissioners, especially one, Stephanie Madden. Pray for her. Her heart is so, so uh, beautiful towards life and um, that would love to see the sanctuary city. But it has to be a group effort there. Lots of prayer over that because that could stop the abortion clinic right away. Yeah,
1: Yeah. So let's share just a couple statistics about how many abortions are happening in Lakeland, Polk County, Florida like share some of the numbers and this would be you said from 2021,
2: right? Because obviously we haven't come in until December, so it's not till later in the year that you get the numbers Um, Florida is making a a difference Um, But it's a sad that it's this but 11,000 new babies lives were saved Uh, in 2021 but still 68,000 abortions in the state of Florida Um, the um, statistics are a little bit harder as far as the abortions here in Polk County because most of the abortions now are the um, the pill and the chemical abortion and for a long time they didn't even do statistics on that so um, we're still at probably about the same thing, about 1,500 a year here in Polk County, um, but it's hard to, like I said, it's hard. We have the morning after pill that these kids are going to take all the time. We need to pray that this abortion pill does not hit Walgreens and CVS like they say it will. Um, but. Thankfully, we do have some legislation in Florida that the governor has been very strong about that and so he's keeping it out. We've got a lot of things that it's against our state law, Um, but all of those things in the chemical, but um, between, um, there's seven clinics here. We have four of them, but there's seven uh, centers and clinics in Polk County. We're very, very thankful for that. But even with all the lives that we save, we haven't quite hit the same number as what they've hit with the abortions.
1: So at Options for Women, um, how many, if you have a number, how many, you know, babies would you say you guys are saving?
2: Yeah, so at our last event, we had it on our table, and we usually go the numbers from our event to our event, so we went from... Uh, October 1st to September 29th, but it was 382 babies, lives that were saved. So more than one a day, when you look at it that way, we've actually grown. Uh, I think we were running around, uh, we were under 200 uh, when we came, and then we added the, the, the clinics, the, the Bartow, the new one next to the abortion clinic. So that's allowed us yeah. to... Yeah. And we serve, because of the STDs and all of that, we serve over 700 patients a year.
1: Wow. And so you guys were able to save over one, almost over one baby a day Yep. in 2021.
2: Yeah. Some of you that were—I know Brandon was there, but at our event this year— um, there is a little girl, when I first started adoptions for Women, uh, I had somebody, one of the advocates come in and say, I cannot get this woman to stop crying, can you please come in? So I went in, I didn't even know what to do, I didn't even know the words, because we're scripted, uh, but I just sat there with the mom, um, got her connected with somebody in our church. She ended up choosing life, and this little girl started kindergarten this year my little sweetheart, she draws me, I mean, I can't, I could go on and on about her, but this year at our event, it just got me to thinking that if she hadn't come to options for women, this little girl will not be, and she would not start kindergarten. So what we did is we took balloons and represented every one of our, um, our babies' lives that were saved, and we put them in clunks of 20 to represent uh, the classrooms that were, that how many classrooms would have been empty yeah. if we hadn't have saved yeah. that many. And it was a very, yes. probably one of the things that the people said they, they, yeah. it, it, just to see that.
1: Yeah. It was impactful. The, yeah. For sure. For sure. Um, so, I guess just some, some final thoughts from the both of you, but what would you say, you know, to this body of believers? This church and how we can um, continue to stand to be a voice for the voiceless. You know, what encouraged me? What would you say? Mm-hmm.
0: Well, Marilyn did mention um, um, Florida being at 15 weeks, you can still get an abortion. When I heard that, I was really upset. I was mad. I said, This is not pro life. People were celebrating. I'm like, oh my goodness, why are you celebrating? You know, a baby is fully developed in the womb at 12 weeks, completely developed. We're going all the way to 15 weeks. So that means that baby is going to go through a lot of pain through the process. And I'm not advocating, not even for the heartbeat. I want it to be completely um, done with. No more abortions in Florida. Because our life starts when DNA is formed. That's pure science. And we have to respect life. It comes from God. You know, we already mentioned it. And there's, in the book of Job, it says that he gives and he takes away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. So let's let God decide how many lives he wants to bring into the world and how many he wants to take. Um, So praying for our authorities, for our governor, DeSantis, um, I don't know political stuff she does so I can not be like very specific but God knows everything and I always pray you know I ask Marilyn is it possible like what has to be in order for it to happen and she explains to me and I'm like okay there's nothing impossible for God so let's pray for that let's pray that in my ignorance this is how I see it let's pray that they have a meeting where they talk about it again And there's no way they can have abortion anymore, and we're going to really celebrate. That's the prayer for Florida. We don't want to be an abortion destination. We want to be a sanctuary for life. So let's pray for that. Um, Let's pray.
1: Sorry to cut you off. So we want to pray that we would be a sanctuary of life state.
0: Yes. Yes. And that's why the, the Bible tells us we have to pray for our authorities. You know, sometimes it's hard to do that because there's people in authority that you're like, how do I pray for this guy? You know, God gives us wisdom and we have to pray for, we have to pray for our governor and whoever is involved. And just remember, you know, God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And if you look through the Bible, there's a lot of politics in there. Um we see how he used people that were nobodies and just raised them up to political areas and joseph was one of them he was the right hand of the pharaoh and because he was full of the spirit god used him and he changed history so let's pray for our brothers and sisters that are in the political realm and so that they will do their job in a god-honoring way and just move those bills and whatever that I cannot understand, but they do, that God will work through them. That's the prayer for our authorities. And let's pray for uh, the abortion place. I don't call it a clinic because there's no health in there. So the abortion place to be closed completely. That's why we need our beautiful two-story building to be complete in order for that to happen, there's some per, um, permits and stuff that needs to happen. Of course, finances. God is amazing. He's providing everything. Let's pray for those permits to be approved. Oh, they are. Okay, praise God. She's been gone with her mother-in-law, so we
2: did get the permit, like, last week. So. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, okay, do you want more?
0: Um, you mentioned
2: something else that i oh, well okay we do have some very godly christian people that were elected um into their legislation especially this last election the way it works that leadership makes some of these decisions about what's going to be uh, put out there and what's going to committee who's going to vote for what we have some very strong uh, people working for those leadership places That's a very important prayer because who you have in leadership, it's the way the process works. So, I would love them to sit down in a room and say this is the bill and this is how we're going to pass it. But unfortunately, until the rules and regulations change, but thankfully we have some very godly Christian people up there in Tallahassee that are very, very life supporting. So we can we can definitely pray over that the uh, building will make a difference it will be uh, the driveway will be completely different two cars coming and going big sign in front of the driveway two-story up front Um, it will overpower because we're building the building for life it will overpower what's going on next door but We ask you, and we pray this all the time for the people that work there. I mean, I can't imagine going to work at a dark place like that and watching girls walk out with life inside and without it. Death and darkness i mean i just can't even imagine and so always at christmas especially in easter i'm like please bring them a friend a relative or somebody get them to church so they can hear the gospel something we love uh we did have one walk out of there and came to meet us left there but we would love them anytime to come can you imagine if somebody came and talked with andrea how awesome that would be i mean that's what our prayer is for their salvation Um, We were blessed that students for life was actually um, a bunch of them were at the March for life Uh, We have seven here that we helped sponsor that came that went they're sending pictures. You know what they told us the most incredible Encouraging thing for them in Washington of the March for life is the youth that's there Mm. Mm. the young adults the teenagers the college students is that not so wow. encouraging yeah. so encouraging yeah. because honestly through that whole 49 years we had all this propaganda all this you know yeah. so now then we have youth yeah. that is listening yeah. to the truth
1: so if someone in here wants to help volunteer be a part of what you guys are doing a little bit more
2: what's well we're actually hiring two new nurses uh we're in the process of hiring a, a Office manager, we do have a couple of very good strong contenders, but we have not um, made that final decision yet. Advocates, we can actually use, an, use advocates that can come if you wanted to volunteer, even if it's once a month. It's really helpful as we're rotating with four, do, uh, four locations. And we have things. I have one of our advocates that's having surgery, broke her arm, and she'll be out all next week. Andrea's been with her mother-in-law, who is um, soon, to the Lord. soon to meet the Lord. And so it's helpful if we can have, have an advocate trained that can come in and fill in for some of those spots. The advocates and the nurses, they do the jobs. They really do. They're face-to-face with these girls it's just amazing and we're so grateful you love andrea like we do this is our staff this is the heart of our staff and we're so grateful for that amen
1: (laughs) amen so when we look at the big picture okay we're looking at the state of florida we want to be a sanctity of life state and we're going to pray um, but there are still an overwhelming amount of abortions happening in our state compared to lives being saved. And so it's easy to just get overwhelmed and to think, okay, well, I, just can't, I guess I'll pray and that's about it. Can I just be, make it clear here? Okay, they're doing a work full-time that we can just help partner with. Right? You get overwhelmed by the big picture. Well, let's break it down and make it a little bit smaller. We can just take care the best that we can of Lakeland, this region, Polk County, and the way we do that is by funneling time energy resources finances to what they're doing right because most of us are working jobs we just can't quit our jobs and go stand out there and, and and pray at the you know the sidewalk but we can when we have time if we have finances and prayer we can partner with them so you see this little baby bottle right here these are all in the lobby Um, We want to encourage you guys to grab one, two, three, four, whatever you want to grab, and you're going to fill this up with loose change, any dollar bills, you can put a check in there, you can do whatever, and Marilyn, or Andrea, what does this go to, how does this help?
2: Oh my goodness, everything comes together and then we have the perfect amount to keep working and and, um, saving these babies. And we also are looking at people that have the resource. We would like to be in our building debt-free. So if you have the means to do that want to put something towards the building, we would be so elated. It doesn't matter how many pennies, nickels, dimes, $20 bills, checks. God knows the amount, and I promise you, every year is perfect. So we're so grateful. Your kids, if they want to... Put some of their allowance or whatever in the bottles that's like the best because they're know that they're helping save babies
1: awesome so please grab one of those on your way out and we'll probably have the table out there the next couple of weeks so once you fill them up bring them back in and then we'll make sure Marilyn uh, and the team gets those um, the last thing we wanted to do is that we did want to take up an offering for maryland options for women um, they're still in the fundraising part for the building and so, we just want to, once again, be a blessing and support them, so however you feel stirred in your heart to, to do that, um, be at liberty to do that. So, if the ushers could come forward, um, if you want to do text to give, text to give um, speaker, okay? If you do text to give, text to give speaker. If you are doing a check, um, make it out to heart of the Father, and you can put in the memo, options for women, and uh, we'll make sure all of this gets to them um thank you guys for coming this is really helpful really insightful i feel like it helps us to know what to pray and how to pray um and for some of you you your heart may be stirred you want to help um help at the clinic and be what was it that title the advocate advocate. you want to help advocate a little bit If your heart is stirred and you just, you want more information, go to the desk out there or the table out there, ask her, ask Marilyn, ask Andrea, you know, what that looks like. Um, Just want to encourage you guys to just take a step if you're feeling that. So, all right, let's pray. Father, we thank you that you are the giver of life and that you have put your breath of life in our lungs. And God, I just pray that your church, that your people would be a voice for the voiceless. Lord, that you would stir our hearts to give our time, our energy, our resources um, to something that's bigger and greater than us, Lord. I thank you for Marilyn and Andrea and the team. God we pray your covering over them. God we pray that there would be a joy that rests upon them as they're doing your will. Lord, they're in difficult situations, they are in life and death situations. So God give them wisdom, give them grace. And I pray for your peace to rest upon them, Lord, that people, that these women would recognize, even even the men who come in, they would recognize something is different about these workers at Options for Women. God, they would sense your presence, that you would draw them with their hearts. They would be drawn to you, Lord. We thank you, Father, for all that you're doing. We pray, Lord, that you would make Florida a state where there's the sanctity of life. God, we wanna be in a state that loves and celebrates life. Would you eradicate abortion, Lord, from this state? God, we pray, we want to do our part in your bigger picture, God, so may your kingdom come, may your will be done, Lord, in the state of Florida. And would you use options for women? Use them, Lord for your kingdom, for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: We hope this message has been a blessing to you. If you'd like to join us on a Sunday morning or other weekly gathering, know that you're more than welcome. And if you'd like other resources on or about this ministry or for any deeper questions you may have, be sure to visit our website at hotfmlakeland.com.